Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical, Identical Twins. Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi everyone! Hi everyone! We're back! I'm Carrie! I'm Kelly! And, and we're, we're Identical, identical twins. twins! And this is Him Talk Twin Talk with episode... 60! Do you think we should have some applause? Yeah! I episode mean, 60! 60 kind of feels like a big deal. I know, we made such a big deal of 50. I know, we just let the 50s go a whole decade. I don't know, what do you call it? A whole 10 episodes. A, 10 episodes have gone by. We're at episode 60. And we got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing special. No, we got an awesome hymn. Yes. It was given to us by a loyal listener. I know. And we have some exciting things coming up. So we have our book club. Yes, for sure. We have our book club. I have the book right here. I actually have started it. I mean, have you started it, Kelly? I haven't started it, but I'm going to the beach next week. So I am bringing it and I'm going to read it. Yeah, that's true. You, you feel yeah. like you're going to the beach all week. That's I'm going right. to the beach all week. With, and I'm, I don't have very many plans. Without children. No children. Wow. Don't be jealous, you guys. Well, I'm flying. I have a trip. And I mean, I could read on the plane. Right. But I actually like to watch things on the plane that I don't get to watch at home. You know, on the plane, you can get Apple TV. And I right. don't have Apple TV. Right. So I think that's cool. All right. So this is the book, Paper Dolls. I am on page... 56. Wow, I thought I was only in the 30s. Okay. I made it so to you... page 56. And I love it. Like every chapter is a different person. Every chapter mm -hmm. is a different story. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get to that next chapter, it's someone, you know, from a previous chapter. And you're like, oh, wow, I forgot about this person. Like you get excited to hear their story again. Do they intersect? I think we're going to see some intersections. But, but it hasn't happened yet. No, the only little thing, there was like a hint about a company that one person worked for, and it was like, oh, we already heard about that company. Okay. Not a huge connection, right. but I think it'll be cool to see them intersect. Great. So we are, have been talking with the author, Kara R. Hunt. She's awesome. Yep. She was on episode 59. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. She brought the hymn, How, How Can, Can I, I Keep, Keep From, from Singing, Singing, to our podcast and we loved talking to her and we loved talking about that hymn right the date for the book club is tuesday august 2nd right we're all gonna gather together online online a virtual book club yeah and kara will be with us mm -hmm. so we will see each other i mean we'll be hopefully seeing some of our listeners and meeting them for the first time it'll be so much it'll fun. be so fun no, and we'll all come. get together and then we'll meet each other socialize a little bit, mm -hmm. and then talk about the book talk, with the author. Talk, so come with questions, yeah, right? Talking to an author and being able to ask them, you know, mm -hmm. about their process and what inspired them and what were they thinking. And I love asking, like, you know, what ended up on the proverbial cutting room floor? Right, like, right, what right. What story would you have liked to go deeper in but just decided mm. you had to cut it? Except she has, like, six books in this series. I seven? Seven, yeah. She has seven. six more books. So yeah. maybe nothing's on the cutting room floor yeah. because it's all in the other books. True, true. Yeah. And that's a that must be a fun way to yeah. write. You, yeah. know, you just know that everything gets included somewhere. Yeah. All right. So that was last episode. Yeah. Uh, how can we keep how can I keep from singing? And of course we're looking to the future, August second, our book club. Mm -hmm. But today 
is episode 60, and we have a request from a loyal listener. Yes. I mean, this came from Roberta. Do we want to tell everyone how long ago she requested it? (laughs) I feel a little bad. Roberta sent us an email in August of 2021. So almost a year. Almost a year. It's not a year. But she wants this hymn. She said that she remembered singing it. She felt like it was a Sunday night thing when Mm -hmm. they would explore different hymns. She feels like that's where she heard it. And she's curious about it. She wants us to dive into it. Right. So her name is Roberta. Did we say that yeah, yet? And she's from Fort Worth, Texas. Yes. Or not not Fort Worth, just outside of Fort Worth, right? She's in Bedford, Texas. Right. I, I mean, I don't know where Bedford is. I don't even know where Fort Worth is. I say we go. We go and visit Roberta. Hi. Roberta, will you send us an invitation? Where's our captain? This is your captain speaking. Look at I imagine that Roberta and all her friends wear cowboy hats wherever they go. <laughs> and so I feel like it's all dusty. Like everything's yeah. a little brown. Yeah. <laughs> Is that an accurate representation of Bedford? No, she brought, came to us with this hymn. She told us exactly who wrote it. She told us exactly which tune setting she wanted. Right. She even told us that it's number 507 in the Worship and Service Hymnal from Hope Publishing. Wow. So if you have a Worship and Service Hymnal in front of you, you can turn to page... 507. All right, let's tell them the name. Okay. Are you ready? The name of the hymn is Lord Lord for for Tomorrow tomorrow and Its Needs. Lord for Tomorrow and Its Needs. Now, I have to be completely honest with you. Reading that for the first time, like, I didn't even know what it was about. I know. And it's a little bit of a confusing title. It is. And it's a hymn neither of us knew. No. Which, that that happens. You know, you all give us a hymn and we've never heard it. Mm -hmm. So we've never heard it. It's not sung quite that often. And it has a confusing or misleading title. Lord for Tomorrow and Its Needs. Right. So when I hear that, I think that it's a prayer song. And you're saying, Lord, for tomorrow and its needs, I give it all to you. I pray to you. Right. I, I ask your band of blessing on tomorrow and all its needs. What do you think of when you hear those words? I do think you're praying about tomorrow. Right. I think you're saying, Lord, look at tomorrow and, and help me. Help me get there. So the funny thing is, is that the hymn is about the exact opposite. opposite. If you look at the first line, it's Lord for tomorrow and its needs, I do not pray. What is I that? do not pray. I do not pray. I, mean, I why do not are we pray. Singing about not praying? I do not pray. <laughs> why would we sing I do not pray? It's a it's definitely confusing. When you look at all the words, you realize that the singer, the prayer is really just about today. And the title of the hymn, there's actually like a secondary title. Yes. And it's called just for today. Now, this is so funny because I think it is weird to sing the words, I do not pray. It reminds me of this um, more contemporary song. It's called You Are God Alone. We sing it in our church. You may sing it in your church. It's by Phillips, Craig, and Dean. And the first line is, you are not a God. Right. You are not a God. It's it's like when you have a sound bite and it's taken out of context. Totally out of context. And it's completely not what you want it to and be. And they're gonna yeah. someone's gonna be like Kelly and Carrie on Him Talk Twin Talk said, You are not a God <laughs> and said, I do not pray. <laughs> they call themselves Christians and they're not. <laughs> Who's gonna say 
say that about us? All the many people listening. <laughs> all the trolls. All the trolls. All right. All right. So, Lord, for tomorrow and its needs, I do not, not pray. pray. So, Roberta does not know why this song isn't sung very much anymore. She... she are you okay over there? I mean, I think there's a few reasons why it's not sung anymore. She thinks it's a beautiful song. She thinks maybe it because of its Catholic origins, we uh-huh. don't find it in like Baptist hymnals. I don't think that's the you reason. You have some other reasons. I don't think that's the reason. Well, we're going to dig into it and yeah. see and see. There's some complications with it and the title and that first line is one of them. Right. Right that alone could make an editor go I mean, and there's hundreds, thousands of hymns to choose, and you pick hundreds to put in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some just end up on the proverbial cutting room floor, as my sister said earlier. (laughs) Are you making fun of that? I am not. I am not making fun of you. All right. So thank you, Roberta, for bringing this to our attention. And thank you for being so patient. Yes. Because it's been a while. Sorry. Um, We are always taking requests. We are booked up for quite a while. Right. But if you have a hymn that you want to see us dive into, please right. let us know. And sometimes windows open up because right. we want to wait for something. So definitely give us your hymns, mm-hmm. hymn choices. Now, Roberta was really specific. She gave us the hymn, she mm-hmm. gave us the hymnal, mm-hmm. and she gave us the tune. Mm-hmm. So this tune is by Horatio Richmond Palmer. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful tune, but there's many others. We're going to look yeah. at some of the others later. But for now, Carrie, let's sing... Yeah. Palmer's verse one. Okay. For our people. So you can all hear it. Yep. Lord, for tomorrow and its needs, I do not pray. Keep me, my God, from stain of sin. Just for today, help me to labor earnestly and duly pray. Let me be kind in word and deed, Father. Today. So first order of business is, do you know it? Do you know it? Have you heard of it? So I actually think it's really pretty. We are just two voices. Mm -hmm. She's saying soprano the whole time. I kind of played around with alto and tenor. I do think the the harmonies are pretty. I think if we heard this in a choral Mm -hmm. arrangement, I think we would like it better. Actually, Roberta said she remembered hearing the part singing, hearing the harmonies, and she thought it was pretty. I wonder if she was in a a church that really had strong, like, four-part singing. Yeah, yeah, SATB. I mean, this could be a song that we pull together for a quartet someday. Now, one of the things that both Mm -hmm. Carrie and I struggled with this week for researching, there was a lot of confusion and then there was a lot of like dead ends. We would research, 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 and then we would come to a halt. I can't remember another hymn that did this. We literally would go down these rabbit holes of information. Is there a connection? Mm. You know, can we find some fun fact? And a lot of times all that digging yielded nothing. nothing. nothing, nothing, just a lot of wasted time. I mean, it was fun. I always like to dig. I know. I do. I know. So we're going to start with Horatio Richmond Palmer, the writer of the music. Yeah. He was born on April 26th, 1834 in Sherburne, New York. 
Now, right away, this struck me. I remember Sherburne, New York. I remember talking about a hymn writer who lived there. I remember talking about the fact that he worked for the Sherburne News. Right. Do you remember what hymn writer I'm talking about? I don't remember. Kelly, it was Simeon Marsh. Right. Okay, Simeon Butler Marsh was the composer who wrote the tune that we talked about for Jesus, Lover of My Soul. Right, right. And... You know, of course, Charles Wesley writes these amazing words, Simeon Butler Marsh. So he was from Sherburne. Wow, that's hard to say. Sherburne. 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 It's like you're talking to a guy named Bernie, and you're like, Sherburne. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll remember that from now on. Sherburne. Okay, so he's from Sherburne, New York. He was born in 1798, so he's a good... 36 years older right. than this Horatio Palmer. But this little town of Sherburne has two hymn writers. I feel like Born that's... 36 years apart. That's notable. I mean, they could have been at the same church or something. I mean, we know people 36 years older of than us. Of course they could have been in the same neighborhood, the same church. So anyway, I love thinking that these gentlemen knew each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe not super good friends or, or rel- rel- relatives like that, but just that they knew each other. They knew that they were... Yeah. Writing hymns, pastoring churches, mm-hmm. writing sermons, writing poems, and maybe I mean, they were connected. Okay, so we're, I did my research on Horatio Palmer, okay. and he was very musical from a okay. very young age, and his dad was also a choir director. So you have to think that his dad I mean, must have known. Why couldn't Simeon Butler Marsh be the choir accompanist? Yes. Of course. Yes. Okay. So anyway. Palmer, he lived in Sherburne. Yeah. And his mom died. His dad raised them. At age seven, he began singing in the choir. I mean, his dad was the director, right? I mean, our kids did that. Right. Yep. Um, At age nine, his older sister started giving him piano lessons and music theory lessons. So it was just part of the family. Sure. He went on to study music and metaphysics and the languages. And with those studies, he traveled everywhere. He spent time in Europe. He spent time in different cities in America. He really did a lot of traveling. There was this big choral festival in the Allegheny County Association, which is in Rushford, New York. Now, there was this big concert. The choir has already been assembled. The audience has been assembled. And apparently the conductor got sick at the last minute. I know, it might have been COVID, I guess. No, it couldn't have been COVID. (laughs) And so they needed a conductor. Mm -hmm. They needed someone to fill in. And of all the people there, they chose Horatio. He was only 20. He was the youngest person there, and he conducted the choir. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Good for him. So he went on to teach at this Rushford Academy in New York. He taught there. When he left there, he went to Chicago, and he was the choir director at Second Baptist Church there. He did a lot of choir directing. He did a lot of writing. He wrote music textbooks. He wrote music textbooks. Gary, are you ready? Yeah. How about this for a book? Musical Catechism. That's the title? That's the title. He wrote it in 1880. Musical Catechism. Okay. I mean, he wrote rudimental class teaching that Mm -hmm. would have been a book that we would have had in college he wrote theory of music and then he wrote vocal modulator what's that i mean it must be like a vocal pedagogy book just about how to take care of your voice or how the mechanics of the voice the mechanics maybe vocal modulator and then he wrote a pronouncing pocket dictionary Wow. A pronouncing pocket dictionary. This is in 1885. So, you know, nowadays we just like look at our phone. How do you pronounce this? We Google something. He had a book. So you would put it in your pocket and you would take it out. 
1873, Palmer moved back to New York. He set up the Church Choral Union. Wow. So this sounds to me like it's maybe a a community choir, but they do sacred music, Church Choral okay. Union. Right. It grew, Carrie, to 20,000 singers, what? and they ended up performing in Madison Square Garden. I know. I mean, huge. Huge. Then this was so successful, he went on and organized similar groups in other cities in New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. When you Google him, you get all this information. Choral director, textbook writer, um, but he also was an editor of hymn books. And he wrote many, many tunes. Many tunes. This isn't his only one. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is an exact quote, Carrie. Oh. They wrote of Palmer's tunes, some are popular, and five are in Ira Sankey's sacred songs and solos. So that must have been like an achievement to have five of your songs in Ira Sankey's hymnal. You've made it. You've made it in the hymn world if you're in Ira Sankey's books. Now, he is not most known for this Lord for Tomorrow and All Its Needs. He is most known for a hymn called Yield Not to Temptation. Yield not to temptation. And this is another direct quote. Oh, okay. Attention, please. It says that this hymn, Yield Not to Temptation, its use in America is extensive. Extensive? Extensive. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. Okay, but this is Horatio Palmer's most well-known hymn? Most well-known hymn. Used extensively in America. Right. All right, let's show it. All right. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you, some other to win. Fight manfully onward, dark passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. Wow, interesting. There's some really interesting word choices there. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he says, fight manfully onward. Mm -hmm. Manfully. Masculinely. Full of men. Full of masculinity. I mean, the whole concept of this hymn is about temptation. So you see that it's like kind of naming the temptations that Uh we're supposed to yield to. You know, yield not to temptation for yielding is sin. Dark passions subdue. That kind of reminds me of like maybe sexual temptation. I guess. And then the second verse talks about evil companions and and bad bad language. language. So if you're tempted to swear... Do not. Right. It even talks about taking the Lord's name right. in vain. Do not take it in vain. This was published in 672 hymnals. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Right. I mean, that is a lot. Now, for Lord for Tomorrow and Its Needs, we have that being published in only 209 hymnals. So, I mean, we've seen hymns that are that are in less than 100. I mean, right. both of these are, are pretty decent. The question is, is any hymnal being published now including them? Mm-hmm. I mean, my guess would be no. Mm-hmm. And probably not in the last 20, 50, 50, 40, 70. Pick a number. Pick a number. Pick a number. It well, hasn't been a published hymn in quite some time. And that, my friends, 
is the man who wrote the music. Right. And he wrote some good tunes. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear about him. Now, the he did not write the words. The words came from somebody else entirely. And I always love when we have words and music and there's they just come from a great distance. Right. There's no way the two of them collaborated. Right. And we love a good collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we also love when it's just like clearly the Holy Spirit right. brings these together. How would he have found these words? So these were written by a nun in mm-hmm. England. Yes. So her nun name, is that what you call it? Yeah. Nun name? Sure. Sister Mary Xavier. 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 Isn't that like the X-Men? Who's the well, X-Men guy, Xavier? Oh, yeah. It's well, Dr. xylophone is an X and it's Z. Right. Xavier. But I feel like Xavier is Dr. Xavier from the X-Men. Mm. Mm. I wonder if that's why they're called X-Men, because his name is Xavier X. Oh, my gosh. Do you think so? I have no idea. I oh, my mean, gosh. We just cracked it. My X-Men knowledge is very small. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name one X-Men? I mean, Wolverine, Storm. Uh-huh. Of course I can. But not Captain America, right? No, Captain America is <laughs> Marvel, my sister. Okay, I don't I don't I can't keep them straight. So there's Marvel, there's DC, and now you're telling me there's X-Men, there's a third one? <laughs> I X-Men might be Marvel too. They're just they're X-Men. They have like different powers. <laughs> they're are our husbands going to listen to this episode because oh, they will be, be mortified that we have yes. no, no solid knowledge, knowledge no. of the X-Men. No, I do think the X-Men has to do with like the fact that they're like excluded from society or something. Mm-mm. It's because of Xavier. <laughs> we don't know. All right, we have to get back right, on we'll track. To the end. Okay. So our nun is named Sister Mary, Mary Xavier, Xavier, and her birth name was Sybil Farish Partridge, Uh-oh. and she was from England. And so she writes this as a poem, and she calls it Just for Today. Okay. Sybil Farish Partridge was born on April 11th, 1850 in London, England. She was the daughter of Richard Partridge. I mean, it's like the Partridge family. Wow. <laughs> Three of Sybil's sisters entered the religious life. So she wow. was not the only one. Um, her brother, Sir John Bernard Partridge, was a famous illustrator, and he ended up becoming the chief cartoonist for the British magazine called Punch. Wow. Now, she entered the Sisters of Notre Dame in Belgium in 1873. This is the Sisters of Notre Dame de Namur. What's that? (laughs) What's that? So what's Namur? So Namur is the city in Belgium. Okay. So it's the Sisters of Notre Dame de Namur of this town Town in in Belgium. Belgium. Well, she professed her vows in 1876 in Belgium and then was sent to the convent of Notre Dame, Mount Pleasant, in Liverpool, England. So Liverpool, I mean, Kelly, have you ever been to Liverpool? No. I have. You have. I have totally done the Liverpool tour. I do not remember seeing a convent. I mean, of course, it was a long time ago. But I did the Beatles tour. Right. We saw Strawberry Field. We saw... Penny Lane. I mean, we did all of that. It was like the Beatles bus tour. So we could take a trip to Liverpool. Yes. Do the Beatles tour again. And we could see the convent of Of Notre Notre Dame Dame. in Mount Pleasant. Yep. Where's our captain? This is your captain speaking. (laughs) I'd love to go back to Liverpool. I mean, if we had to choose between Sherburne, (laughs) Fort Worth, and Liverpool, where would we go first? I would definitely say Liverpool. But, Roberta, I want to go to Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. We're, We're coming. 
All right, so look, she ends up at the training college of the Sisters of Notre Dame in Liverpool, and she was actually appointed the first principal of St. Mary's Hall. This is a secondary training college that opened in connection with the convent. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. I feel like this is a little bit of a stretch, but I couldn't help but dig. Okay. We know the Beatles. We do. So, of course, we know the Beatles were from Liverpool. Mm -hmm. And when I did a little bit of digging, I found that George Harrison performed a song called Just For Today. Which is the same title as the poem that Sister Mary Xavier Xavier wrote. wrote. Yeah. I mean, Just For Today. Now, this was George Harrison's last recorded album in his lifetime. The album was called Cloud Nine. When asked about this song, Just For Today, he said that it was inspired and the idea came to him from his writer, publicist, record producer, and friend named Derek Taylor. Now, Derek Taylor was this producer for the Beatles all Mm -hmm. along, but Mm -hmm. he and George Harrison remained especially close. And Derek Taylor said that this Just For Today was a kind of a guideline for, for life going through um, Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, and he kept the, this this poem, this guideline in his in his wallet, and he's the one who showed it to George Harrison, and that's why George Harrison wrote the song just for today. But you just have to wonder: could it at all be possible that he had heard this poem from Sister Mary Xavier's words? So George Harrison's mother Louise was Catholic. All of her children were christened as babies Mm -hmm. in the Catholic Church in Mm -hmm. Liverpool. It was called the Our Lady of Good Help Church. And the church was about a mile away from the convent. You know, of course, George Harrison's mother wasn't a nun. She wasn't attending the convent. But you just wonder, could there have been a cousin, an aunt, a grandmother, a great aunt that maybe had a connection with the convent and had heard Sister Mary Xavier's poems, and it became sort of part of their family motto. But it was also part of N.A. I know. But but the, it could have still come from her. True. Someone in the organization True. found it. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, hymnal editors changed the words to Lord for Tomorrow and Its Needs right. so that that, you know, kind of repeating phrase, just for today, doesn't even happen. No. In Mary Xavier's original words, it was just for today, just for today, right. just for today. Many, many lines of her poem ended with just for today. But now when you look at it, you see that the lines end differently. It could be Lord for today or right. duly pray, mm-hmm. Father today. Unthinking say. All today. Through each day. So the just for today was removed. Right. Um, maybe a hymnal editor thought it was too repetitive. Maybe. But when you look at the Narcotics Anonymous, you know, handbook or pamphlet, whatever they whatever they call it, you'll see a bunch of guidelines. You know, and it's just about not worrying about anything else but today. You know, mm-hmm. and, and of, cor- of course, if you're fighting addiction and you're looking at a year's worth, how can I do this for a year? How can I do this for two years? How can I really stay this strong? And so a, their sort of motto is like, just, just for, for today. today. Yeah. So one of the things that would come up is just for today, I will try to live through this day only and not tackle my whole life problem at once. You know, just for today, I will try to strengthen my mind. I will study. I will learn something useful. And there's a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. Just for today, I will have a quiet half hour all by myself and relax. 
just for today, I will be unafraid. So that's basically like living one day at a time. Right. Yeah. Which is another yeah. motto of yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. 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 So it was kind of fun, like thinking about Liverpool mm-hmm. and imagining, I don't know, that Louise went to the school and Sister Mary Xavier was her principal. I don't know. But we have no proof that that happened. No. No. <laughs> no. And. We can only think that what inspired mm-hmm. Sister Mary Xavier to write this poem, you know, wasn't Narcotics Anonymous. It wasn't George Harrison. It was the Bible. Yeah. It's so clear. I mean, this was a nun. This was a woman who studied the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she is going to pull her inspiration right from Scripture. The big message here, I think, is about thinking about what's happening today, mm-hmm. not thinking about tomorrow or anything after that. Mm-hmm. And it brings me right to the book of Matthew. Right, right. Jesus' words. What does the Bible say? <laughs> so Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. And let's look at the King James Version because you know that's what Sister Mary Xavier yeah. would have had. Yeah. It says, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Mm. And then the New King James Version, just to hear something a little more modern. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And then, just for fun, the Christian Standard Bible. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, kind of fun to think about. And that I, one verse right. inspiring this entire hymn. And then that phrase, Lord for tomorrow and its needs, I do not pray, makes so much more sense. So much more sense. Right. We're not praying about tomorrow. We're just getting through today. And I think that's a great message. I think that there's someone listening right now who mm-hmm. needs to hear that. Yeah. God has provided exactly what you need today. So don't worry about tomorrow. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's such good advice because that's all I do is worry about the future. I mean, don't we all? Of course. Don't we all? This is so great. There is a place for this hymn. There's a place for these po- these words today. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk more about these words but right. written by Sister Mary Xavier and more about where they come from in the Bible. Okay. So we're going to look at verse 2. Okay. But we're going to sing it for you. But why don't we sing it from another composer, another tune? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So this is the second verse that mm-hmm. Sister Mary Xavier wrote. And we're using a tune called Belleville, written by a hymn writer named James Edmund Jones. Let me be slow to do my will, prompt to obey. Help me to sacrifice myself, Father, today. Let me no wrong or idle word unthinking say. Set thou a seal upon my lips just for today. That's that's really pretty. That's pretty too. It's very different from the first one. I mean, it's not even close. 
This one I feel like could go a little faster, even faster than what we just did. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it can have a little bit of a clip to it. Mm-hmm. And instead of being this, you know, kind of slow, mournful prayer, almost like you're feeling guilty about worrying today. You're like praying and like almost asking for forgiveness. Right, you're right, sad right. about worrying about the next day. This one. Right. Is, you're almost like rejuvenized. Right. And ready to go. Rejuvenized. Is that, is that a, a word? word? Kelly. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> What's the word? It's rejuvenated. <laughs> rejuvenized. I mean, okay, it's like two in the morning, you guys. <laughs> rejuvenized. That's so funny. Rejuvenated. Re- <laughs> I think you have the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Rejuvenized. Energized. Oh, rejuvenated oh, and energized. She just made it. I made it. Word. I put it together. It's rejuvenated and energized at the same time. So it's rejuvenized. <laughs> Kelly. All right. So I do like that tune. I do think it has some energy to it. And I think it's a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. more fun to sing. And this is another verse where it's very clear it's a prayer. Mm -hmm. We're talking directly to Mm -hmm. the Lord. And, you know, there's a lot of hymns that we've done that are prayers. Yes. That are, they're not worshipful. They're not saying praise God. They're talking to God and either asking him for mm-hmm. something or it could be forgiveness. Can you think of any prayer hymns that we've done on our on our podcast? I mean, of course, Be Thou My Vision. Right. That's such a beautiful prayer. And that was uh, episode 48. Mm-hmm. Such a good one. Talking directly to Yeah. Can you think of another Lord? one? I mean, I think of Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. I mean, that's a great one. And way we, back in the way past. Way back when. That was episode five. If you're a new listener and you haven't gone back and listened to our beginning hymns, they were great. I know. And it was all like new and fresh and different. I know. Yeah. Episode five, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. So this is a prayer, and this comes right from the Bible, too. It does. does I mean, this is asking, you know, for help to follow God's will, not ours, Mm -hmm. slow to do our will. You know, and I just feel like that's Jesus's prayer in the garden. You know, it's your will, Father, not mine. Right. And so I feel like she's quoting a little bit of that. And then having a seal on your lips, yeah. I think, is so interesting. Um, and I just think of that's from Psalm 141. Right. Now, I have the NIV version, mm-hmm. which says, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Mm. Let not my heart be drawn to what is evil, mm. to take part in wicked deeds with men who are evil evildoers. So the hymn says, set a seal over my lips. Mm -hmm. This says, keep watch over the door of my lips. I looked at a few translations. One said, put a sentry over my lips. Mm. You know, so a guard. Yeah. That's like, be careful what you put out, but also what you put in. Right. All right. Want to do another verse, Karen? Yeah. So if we do the third verse, let's do a different tune. Yes. So, of course, we heard Horatio Palmer. He's our guy from Sherburne. Mm-hmm. And then we just did this James Edmund Jones tune. Let's try George Stebbins. Now, the other thing that Stebbins does that's different from Palmer and different from Jones is he adds a refrain. Right. And in the hymnal that I'm looking at, it literally has the word refrain. But if we're being super technical, it's really not a refrain. This Is is this like a musical nerd moment? M&M's, always fun. Because the refrain is supposed to repeat exactly every right. time. And the refrain that he wrote for this does change a little bit, a little bit. Right. But he is emphasizing the three words just Just for for today. today. So I think hymn writers and editors who have chosen to include a refrain, which we have seen this, they're choosing to include 
this repetition of the phrase just for today, which I hel- think helps. Mm-hmm. I think helps so much be- considering how confusing that first line can be right. when you say, you know, you're not praying. Right. You know, it's, it is a little confusing. So then emphasizing just for today, I think, is a smart move. Okay, so this is verse three. Let me in season, Lord, be grave. In season gay, let me be faithful to thy grace. Father, today, Lord, for tomorrow and its needs, I do not pray. Still keep me, guide me, love me, Lord. Through each today. And now it's the refrain. Just for today. Just for today. But keep me, guide me, love me, Lord. Just for today. Interesting. Yeah. So the little refrain was just just for today, just for today, and like the last line of the verse, and then just for today. Right. I mean, I do like the repetition of the phrase just for today. Mm-hmm. I think that I would favor a tune that had a refrain. And in our research, we did find quite a few right, that right. had a refrain added to them. And I feel like it's almost like the hymnal editors knew they were taking out the just for today's every single verse. Right. So then they said, let's put it just in the refrain, right. which I like. I like it. Now, this verse is probably the most problematic and why it's not really sung. And honestly, it's a bit confusing. It is confusing. So let me in season, Lord, be grave in season gay. So what do you think that means? Well, I think it sounds like if you're having a season in your life that's, you know, really happy and full of joy, just make sure that you're still seriously focusing on the Lord. Let but, me in season, Lord, be grave. So you want to be gay. grave, you want to be serious even if your the time is really fun and playful. I actually really don't know because I feel like God wants us to rejoice and be happy. So I read that. This is so funny. We're not like being very twinny tonight. We have so many different <laughs> opinions. I thought it was like, let me in season, Lord, be grave. So in like the grave seasons of my life, be grave. And the gay seasons of my life, be gay. The next line is, let me be faithful to thy grace. So as long as I'm like faithful in either, in both seasons. Right. That makes sense too. I mean, Roberta, I wonder if Roberta has an interpretation that she could share with us. And then it's that last line, still, keep Keep me, guide me, love me. I love that line, Mm -hmm. actually. All right, so there's one more verse. There's one more verse which really is omitted from hymnals. I mean, even though the the hymn is rarely published, Mm -hmm. this verse is rarely published even more. Right. (laughs) So this, and you can see why. So this fourth verse mentions purgatory. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're not going to find this in a Protestant hymnal. No. So Sister Mary Xavier wrote, In purgatory's cleansing fire, brief be my stay. Oh, bid me, if today I die, go home today. So for tomorrow and its needs, I do not pray. Still keep me, guide me, love me, Lord, through each day. So that last the, line yeah, is that repeated. Yeah, remains the same. Um, but yeah, you can see why that's not going to be sung. But she was a nun. 
Right. And this was what she was taught and believed. So, of course, she's going to write about mm-hmm. it in her poem. It's just not going to be in a in a hymnal. And she wrote this poem, I think we said this, for the students at her school. And this was supposed to inspire them and encourage them mm-hmm. and empower them and help them to remember God's word and God's promises. When we hear Bible verses quoted in hymns, we know that that's a hymn we want to sing. So I actually have a little quiz for you, Cal. Oh, great. You know, (laughs) we've done this one in the past. This is called Bible or What? What? So, Kelly, I think that the message here is of not worrying and committing everything to God on a daily basis. So I have some phrases about worrying. Okay. And you have to tell me if it came from the Bible or it came from someplace else. Okay. Bible or what? All right. Lord, when doubts fill my mind, when my heart is in turmoil, quiet me and give me renewed hope and cheer. And what? (laughs) Cheer. Cheer. (laughs) Sorry. That is not from the Bible. (laughs) That's not from the Bible. Yes, it is. It's from Psalm 9419. Let me hear it again. (laughs) Lord, when doubts fill my mind, when my heart is in turmoil, quiet me and give me renewed hope and cheer. Yeah, well, okay, you tricked me on that one. Okay, all right, here's another one. Okay. That the birds of worry and care fly over your head, this you cannot change, but that they build nests in your hair, this you can prevent. That is not the Bible. <laughs> That's a Chinese proverb. <laughs> All right, how about this? It's a this? good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Bible or what? Don't let anything worry you or cause you pain. You aren't going to be young very long. Not the Bible. <laughs> what? Yeah. Again? That's the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, verse 10. It's from the Good News translation. You so are not going to be young for long. <laughs> I'm trying to mix things up. Okay. Okay. I wonder if we stumped our, our listeners. I know. All right. How about, there is a great difference between worry and concern. A worried person sees a problem, and a concerned person solves a problem. Not the Bible. Right. Okay. That's a quote by Harold Stephen. All right, how about this one? Worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. Is that the Bible? Oh, man. Oh, man. I know. Now that she knows I'm playing around with translations, she's thinking. It could be anything anything. now. That was a quote by Leo Buscaglia. Okay. All right. Last one, my sister. And I kind of think you'll know this, but it's a good one. Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but never gets you anywhere. That is not the Bible. <laughs> That's a quote by Irma Bombeck. And it's good. It's, it's good. A rocking chair. I like that. Never gets you anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. I mean, I think we're done. Yeah, I want people to hear this. So right. we just sang it. We sang a few different tunes. We have a singer here who is going to do the Horatio Palmer tune. Yes. So this gentleman is on YouTube. His name is Stephen Nasby, and his YouTube channel is called The N Crew for the, his right. last name. Right. He sang Faith is the Victory mm. back when we did that. And now today he's doing Lord for Tomorrow and its Needs. And he just has a very sweet tenor timbre. Um, it's just him and a piano accompaniment. You know, not, no choral, mm-hmm. no no organ. It's very, very sweet and simple. But you can really focus on the words and really listen to what Sister Mary Xavier wrote. Mm. So... We're, we're thankful. Yes. We're thankful that Stephen has allowed us to share his music. So please enjoy. Lord, Lord for, for tomorrow, tomorrow and its needs. Lord, 
it for tomorrow and its needs. I do not pray. Keep me, my God, from stain of sin just for today. Help me to labor earnestly. slow to do my will, prompt to obey. Help me to sacrifice myself, Father, today. Let me no wrong just got to really reflect on those words mm-hmm. and make this their prayer for today. Right. Yeah. Not and, for tomorrow. I was going to say, and tomorrow. <laughs> Not tomorrow, Gary. <laughs> it's exactly the opposite. Um, we're going to share all of Stephen's information. Find him on YouTube. He actually does these hymn sings. Right. Where you can just hear him do a bunch of songs for like an hour. Right. Yeah. All right. How about a hymn take, Kel? Okay. What is your hymn take? So... The one thing that you're going to take away from this episode and from this hymn. Okay, so this is about praying for today mm-hmm. and like living for God for mm-hmm. today. I feel like if I could just have that line, that last line, you know, on my mind and in my heart, I could just say it every day. Keep me, guide me, love me, Lord. I just think that that's just such a centering phrase. Keep me, guide me, love me. Keep me, guide me, love me. That's right. my hymn take for you the day. You could say it every day. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I know that it's a prayer, and I think that we all need to pray more. Right. Right? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. But like, you know, I always say pray more, complain less, mm-hmm. you know, pray pray more. And I love that this is a prayer, but then in it, you're saying how you want to pray more. Right. So in verse one, it's help me to labor earnestly and duly pray. So you're actually praying that... 
You pray more. You pray more. <laughs> I love that. But not for tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of prayers for today. What if it's like 11.59? And <laughs> it's right before you go to bed. Can you pray for tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> what would Sister Mary Xavier say? I think she would say just pray. Just pray, period. Yeah. 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 All so, right. Thank all right. you for listening. Thank you, Roberta, for bringing this to our attention. Yes. Thank you, Roberta. Don't forget to pick up your books, Paper Dolls by mm-hmm. Kara Hunt. Mm-hmm. Roberta, you should join oh us. Oh, my gosh. Roberta, <laughs> we'll get to meet you. All right. I'm going to read a passage of scripture just to end the okay. episode. So this may be one of the fa- most famous things mm-hmm. that Jesus said. Mm. From the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 29 to 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. Therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Mm. You are of value, Him Talk Twin Talk listeners. (laughs) Jesus told us himself. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time, episode 61. On Him Him Talk Talk, Twin Twin Talk. Talk. Bye. Bye.